Hey guys, you're listening to our Star Trek Strange New Worlds review. I'm Toby, and I'm joined on this journey by Steve. Hi Toby. And each week, we'll share our opinions on the latest episodes of the series. This week, it's Children of the Comet. Now, if you love Star Trek, like and subscribe and share this podcast. And don't forget, we also release new episodes of the Orville Review every Friday. So, Steve, this week's episode, Children of the Comet. I know I'm late to the show compared with some people. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm finally getting around to this. But I don't think it was up there with last week. It wasn't because it was establishing Ahura's backstory. Every series has to do it. You've got to start somewhere. But I like the story. I thought the story was okay. I liked the other guy that, that Pike had to deal with, his opposing number in this episode. I liked the way they solved the puzzle. I liked the comedic moments with La'an. I thought that, that was brilliant. I thought, actually, La'an's scenes and the way that she delivered her lines kind of stole those little moments because I just thought she was brilliant. And it's the look she gives when she delivers. Mm. You know when Ahura is getting Spock to hum, isn't it? He's humming and she's humming. Yeah, it's the harmonic frequency. The harmonics, yes. And then look at La'an and it's her delivery and her response to the whole situation. It's absolutely deadpan and brilliant. (laughs) And you just know she isn't going to do it. Full stop. And the look she gives... It's like a Janeway death stare, and you just know not to challenge her. <laughs> I just get the impression she just did not want to be on that comet. Yeah. It almost came across as a little bit sulky. She was just like, no, I don't want to be here. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I like her much more now than I did last week. Yes. There's always going to be episodes that you always remember for certain characters. You always say, like, you know, Troy or whatever, and you know straight away, like, Deanna Troy's best episode or Janeway's best episode or Kirk, Picard. And I think, you know, when you, when you speak about her, you won't think of this episode because this just established where she came from, why she learned her languages. Also, as well, like I said uh, at the last episode, it was the first chance for the spock Uhura relationship to see both of them interacting. Yes. This is why I believe Spock was on the asteroid with them, because it was their chance now to start setting up their closeness that's obviously going to develop over the series and then be ready for the original series that happened. I mean, what a pep talk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you need to stick to doing the other stuff. <laughs> was that a pep talk? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. Even in this episode, it, there's those light moments, those light, funny moments, like with La'an mm-hmm. as well. I wouldn't say eight, nine or ten, but maybe a seven out of ten. I thought I followed the story. I didn't look to see how long I was into the episode. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel like it went on too long. I felt that it flowed quite nicely. How about you? What did you think about it? Um, Yeah, the whole thing worked well. None of them, when they were trying to solve the comet, had to dance and sing Alan Moraine, Count to Frick. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I did get those vibes. I was thinking, oh no, oh no, are they all going to have to start singing? <laughs> if they had done that, I'd have just switched off and gone, this is dead to me. So I'm glad they did it. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for, um, you know, throwbacks, but that's one we don't need. Yes, I agree. Now, the reason I like Ortega's better today, after this episode, is her little prank. Yes. Subtle, brilliant, dress uniform. But then I like Ahura because Ahura just walks in and owns it. She's not worried. She's like, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. But I love that whole scene where they're all sat around in Pike's, I think it's his quarters, wasn't it? Yeah, he's cooking for them. Yeah, they're all having a meal. And 
it's a very simple question. He's asked his question hundreds, if not thousands of times to cadets. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? And he chokes that little bit of choke and he stops himself when he's going to get a drink. He's getting a refill or something, isn't it? Yeah. And you can see straight away, without it being too much, they don't throw it in our faces because we know who he is. He's still affected. Yes. And Una is up on it. Yes. I love that. You just know that they've got this bond. Straight away, she knows he's not right. She knows there's a problem still. And later on in the episode, they sit down and she brings it up. And she's not afraid to bring it up. That's a good first officer. You need to know and you need to be there to bring those issues. She knows he's got to deal with this. And the only way to deal with it is to bring it up and discuss it. If it's not with her, it's got to be with a doctor or someone else. She's aware of this. Brilliant. Love it. It's a very simple thing that happens, but I absolutely love it because it shows Una's character. Yeah. And I just can't praise that scene enough. Yeah, it's, 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 it's well done, isn't it? When it comes to the storyline of the comet, which is, I think it was called, was it Mahanit? Yes. I was thinking it sounds like some sort of Egyptian goddess. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I was like, if they start going down the um, Stargate route, we've got Egyptian gods running around. I was like, okay, it's a bit different. <laughs> when they land on the comet, beautifully done. Well, that whole mm-hmm. thing was visualized so well. Yes. Then they eventually get inside the comet. And they go down and they see that giant egg. Now, beautiful set or um, CGI, whatever it is, beautifully done. And I had weird alien vibes. The film Alien. Yes. I'm not quite sure why, because it didn't look too like it. I think it's just you see a giant egg and you just go there, don't you? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But when it lit up, when Kirk was being, you know, stupid. Yeah. And went in and touched it like an absolute numpty. <laughs> Um, who does that, by the way? Well, I know, I know. <laughs> and I was like, okay, he's the Harry Kim of the show. <laughs> I loved it when it lit up. All the yellow lights on it. Yeah. Uh, this is before the whole thing, you know, the whole cavern lights up. And immediately I was just like, oh my God, that would make a lovely, lovely night light in my garden. <laughs> Could I get one of those? <laughs> I'm like, I want that. So merchandise people, listen up. <laughs> I need one of those for my garden. <laughs> it must be solar powered though, because the electric bills at the moment are not cheap. Uh, yes. Seriously, I love that whole thing. And when she realizes the harmonics, um, and she starts singing and she's humming and trying to get it to change different colours, that was gorgeous. Yeah. That was absolutely lovely. It was a nice scene, you know, even though, you know, Laana signed when she's there going, Nope. <laughs> it was just great. Because my sister was watching it with me. I did laugh because she turned around and said, if I see avatars jumping around the screen, I'm out. <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah, it does. I was like, all the colours, it does. I was like, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, absolutely. But it was very, very nice. But again, another film. Straight away, when you talk about unknown aliens and you hear music, don't you go to Close Encounters in the first kind? Yeah. So there's lots of throwbacks in this episode to old films i don't know if it was intentional i don't know if it's nostalgic they're trying to hit those chords with you no i I haven't read anything to the to the contrary put it that way but each of those films are great films anyway so it's not a bad thing to do and i did feel quite nostalgic when watching the episode i felt like it was a warm episode i felt like it was a nice episode there was no hate in it does that make sense yeah there was nothing to pull apart about the episode per se so, yeah, yeah. Like I said, it wasn't like one of those episodes that you will always think, well, that's one of Ahura's good episodes. But it was just establishing her, really, and I think they did it very well. Yeah, I think in the future, you could miss this episode out. 
but I think most people will watch it just because it is gorgeous. Yeah. You know, the two episodes that we've, I've seen, totally unique in each way, in, in their approach of everything. Yeah. Each one does stand out. So we're not seeing anything and think, oh, you've done this before. This was done in Discovery. This was done in TNG. Mm. I mean, I don't remember Voyager going around doing harmonics. Any, nothing like that. Didn't happen in DS9. You know, it's a lovely, lovely episode. What do you think about the conclusion? Yeah, I thought that was excellent. The episode was really very well polished, without doubt. I was thinking to myself, why are they flying through that when they can fly around it? They're in a starship. <laughs> and I realised once it happened, I thought, oh, that's why. Secret yeah. dump, secret drop, you know? Yeah. They're thinking, you know what? We've succeeded in diverting the comet and the shepherds are on the wiser. The shepherds, by the way, look cool. They did. I've got to say. Yeah. I want to see some more of that, please. Loved them. And I love this the fact that the crew, the Enterprise, like, yeah, we did this thing. We've done it. And then her is like, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, no, no, no. I've done some research. I've looked at all the data. This comet knew what was going to happen. This comet knew it was going to be intercepted and knew that Spot would be there at that time. So that's interesting. Yes. I want to know, was that comet sentient? If not, who sent it? Where did it come from? It's, it's left it open, hasn't it? Yes. So there's a possible continuation somewhere along the line. Yeah, exactly. It could be that we see another one or another egg on a planet. Or something, and you just go, wow, brilliant. This is them. Love it. Yep. And then, and then the shepherds will show up again, and so on. Exactly. I mean, it could be that if these people can foretell things, can they foretell how Pike's going to die? Yep. And is there a possibility that they could somehow use this knowledge to change his trajectory in life? I don't know. Yeah, it could be used to do that. Absolutely. So next week, we have the episode Ghosts of Illyria. Now, if you can sum this up in a sentence, How would you sum it up? Well, it's about a species that were banned from the Federation due to their genetic engineering. Right. Okay. Now, the species has been previously seen in Star Trek. You watched Enterprise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they've done so much genetic engineering, the Federation have banned them from joining. But they really want to join the Federation. So they start to undo all of their engineering because joining the Federation means more to them so they want to remove their modifications in order to seek entry to Starfleet. Yes. Okay. But I don't think it was as easy as they imagined it would be. And then you just have to now watch the episode to find out what happened. Okay, that's the longest sentence in history. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Uh, so that's it for another episode of the Star Trek Strange New Worlds Review. Thanks for listening and don't forget to like and subscribe so you can be notified when we release the next episode, Ghosts of Illyria.